Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Movie lovers. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. This is awesome. This is Our Lady Peace. It sure is. Welcome back to the early 90s rock scene in Canada. By the way, that's the theme for all the returns tonight. I'm doing 90s CanCon alternative rock. So Uh, there you go. All right. I'm expecting moist somewhere in there please sure little you got it sure yeah all right uh cam moon loves that kind of music he's coming up next here uh, he is well he's your play-by-play voice during the regular season on 6 30 chet we'll see if that changes moving forward here but in the meantime mooner let's talk about this hockey team that even in the off season never it never fails cam to divide the twitter world how you doing first of all before we get into this pull rv stuff doing real well yeah i like the uh i like the our lady peace nice touch yeah that's my parents started to raise me on our lady peace i can remember ripping around in the truck and and listening to um and Navid was the first album, and then Clumsy. Yep. Yeah, that's the unbelievable stuff. Okay, so yes, Apoliarvi, it sounds like, wants out of town again. Our friend uh, Mark Spector wrote the article again. It sounds as though Apoliarvi uh, feel like has is, is played his last game in Edmonton. When you hear that, what's your initial reaction? Well, I, I, I'm a little disappointed if he doesn't want to come back. And I say that because I think moving him at this point, and, and if that's the case, he doesn't want to come back, and you're kind of painted in the corner and say, well, what else are you going to do? Force him to stay. It's hard to do when he's, his deal's up. So I mean, you, you could, I suppose, pressure him into a one-year deal, but I don't know that that's a, if that's the case, then that's, that makes it difficult. So, it's disappointing. I, I think if you're moving them at right now, you're. It's at a certainly not selling at at the top of the cycle. That's for sure. So to get fair value is going to be incredibly difficult. That's unfortunate. Um, I thought he had a really good start to last season. Uh, the finish was you know, maybe not what he would have liked or Oilers fans would have liked, and, and certainly there are some factors involved with with injuries and such and, and illness. Um, so those are, that that's unfortunate. Uh, it's, he may turn out to be a, a pretty good NHL player. I, I, I think he is right now, but certainly can improve. And I think most likely will. I think that two things can be true here. I think that he can both be 
some iteration of an effective hockey player based on the metrics that he produces. There's a lot of evidence out there that says that as far as goals scored against when he's on the ice, there's not many of them. So much so that somebody justified him on their uh, on their Selkie ballot, which I, I could not believe. But then you... Um, you, you just you look at what hasn't been achieved with this player and so I don't know that this is necessarily the environment for him I think that you can have a guy who is a good hockey player but also struggling to fit in in an environment that has we've been trying this for five years now so if the player is is saying that it's time to separate I think maybe there's a time for the fan base to come to a reckoning with the fact that this just isn't gonna work and there needs to be a split yeah no I know if that's the if that and that's what I'm saying if that's the case and the player doesn't want to come back then there's your options are incredibly limited and unfortunately it, it also ties your hands a bit as far as making a move and I also don't think you're moving them at, at a you know optimum time at all so you're not going to get fair value back so it, it the only person that's going to benefit is, is the player as long as he goes to a situation that's better than the one he's in uh, and benefit the team that's getting them because more than likely they're going to get the best player in the deal um so, yeah, it, it, that makes it, I think, tough and unfortunate for the Oilers if that's the way it goes. Chatting with Cam Moon right now, play-by-play -play voice on 6.30 Jets and some of the offers that have been projected, essentially uh, maybe a second-round pick if there's a team that has one to let go of or a third-round pick, for example, maybe more likely. And on the surface, you would probably look at that and, like you said, it, you're, you're losing that trade immediately. But to me, what you're gaining is the cap space to make another roster move and you're acquiring a draft pick that you didn't have this year as if it's for this year's drafts like that's that's an area where i you know this the cupboards aren't necessarily stopped and stocked uh, down in in bakersfield and because of additions like brett kulak they haven't had some of these middle round picks so would it be worth it then to perhaps try and recoup some of those draft assets with a player that uh, that you know now may only be able to fetch you a second or third yeah, well, that yeah, and does that second or third turn into a player? Maybe you hope so, uh, but not a player that's going to affect your lineup for quite a while. Mm -hmm. So you're definitely pushing that down the road. As far as the the cap space goes, I mean, moving forward, yeah, it would it would go up. I mean, it wasn't a lot the last couple of years, so you gain a little bit of space. And I, I, I for a lot of teams any space is good for sure uh, not just the Oilers a lot of teams are uh, in a bit of a cap crunch so yeah I just I just think there's it's a tough spot in that uh, you've put in a lot of time and effort on the player I think there's something there uh, it, maybe it's not what you want all the time you know what I'm saying maybe it's not quite what you had expected when he was taken as high as he was, but still, I think a serviceable player that uh, can bring you something. Will that third round pick be that? Well, maybe. And if so, it's going to be a few years down the road.
Chatting with Cam Moon right now. The ideal candidate, Mooner, to start opening night in goal, in your opinion, is whom? Oh, are we talking the, of the UFAs? Yeah, I think that there's there's been a name, like obviously Darcy Kemper's one that has been talked about a lot. We've heard uh, even Connor Hellebuck getting kicked around lately. It, it just is looking less and less like it's going to be Mike Smith. So that leads me to wonder what might happen in this offseason. Yeah, I the Kemper one, I, and I know his name's been thrown out there, and I, I just... I find it difficult to see him, um, you know, willingly leave Colorado in that he just won a Stanley Cup there. And, and as I understand it, quite enjoys it. So would he take a little less to stay there? Maybe. I don't know. But trying him out of there would definitely, I would think, be you know, you'd have to overpay because you wouldn't be the only team lining up in that situation. So possible, sure. Likely, I don't know. Um, and I, I know that the, that the runway hasn't been long on, on Billy Husso out of St. Louis and that he's only played 60-some games in the league. But you'd be that I, I would be more than willing to take that chance in that he had a very good year this year, all signs pointing towards uh, a quality NHL netminder. And the age of the goaltender, I think, is quite appealing too, in that, uh, you know, he's on the way up here. Yeah, you are, there's some risk because he's not a guy that has done this in the NHL for a long time and is you know, set the parameters of really what he is at the NHL level. Maybe maybe he just had a really good season last year, but I don't think that's the case, and I'd be willing to take that risk. So that if, if all things were, you know, you had the best opportunity to get him, uh, what that price point is going to be, certainly there'll be other teams looking because of the reasons I just said, because he's younger and because you'd be getting a guy on the way up, or at least what you think is on the way up, that's that's the guy I would like to go after. Billy Huso for Cam Moon. The one thing that I, I keep hearing about him is he's going to be expensive. So perhaps if you miss out on a guy like Evander Kane, if if he ends up pricing out of the market, then then you can go after that high dollar value goaltender because it doesn't seem like I don't know what Jack Campbell would fetch on the open market. He had such a Jekyll and Hyde season in Toronto. Yeah. You know, like, when I say the name Jack Campbell, what kind of in, uh, confidence does that inspire in you, if any? Oh no, there's some there for sure. Uh, that would that would be an option, I would say, if because I mean you're going after one and putting all your eggs in one basket, you might not get that you might not get that goaltender, and you don't want to be sitting there with no chair to sit down when the music stops. So I, that would be one I would look into as well. I'm not sure what the dollar value would be on him given the season that he had that. We had a pretty good start, but he had a tough finish and um, where that puts him. And I guess part of it is is what other guys are signing for. What does does he can't get? What does he so get? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, when the market gets set. But that I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be running the other way on him. How about that?
Does it make you think it, at all about the efforts to acquire, say, a Ben Scrivens back in the day and then a Cam Talbot, and it just seemed like there was a period of time where Edmonton kept looking at other teams' backups for that next big thing? And I guess Talbot was, was a hit in, in that he had that incredible season, but it probably took more out of him than, than you would have liked to see, and they never did get to the Western Conference Final with him. But uh, when you think of a guy like Huso, there's no flashbacks to those other experiments of the past? Well, no, for sure. It, again, like I said, there is risk. There's risk in that, in that he is not completely established. So if you trust what your your pro scouts were able to see over the course of the year, and they would have seen him a lot more than I did, so I would most certainly take their advice over mine. Because um, I, when it comes to talking about players i like to have a lot of viewings under my belt before uh you know you really step uh, step up and have some a really strong opinion about a guy and this is why i'm excited about Stuart skinner because here's a guy that's homegrown that uh is your draft pick that you've put the work in and the development time and he's done all the steps uh, being a star in the WHL, then playing in the ECHL, then getting his feet wet, feet wet in the American Hockey League, then becoming one of the best goaltenders in the American Hockey League, and then last season getting time in the NHL where he was successful, showing that he can make that step, the step that he's going to make next season. So if you're signing a guy, you could even look at, at signing a player that, you could like Huso. I'd love because of that that younger age, and then maybe you got two guys that are are really solid for you, or for the next how many years, uh, or even an older goaltender that can just you know, let Stuart Skinner ease himself into things next year. But that's why it's so important to to draft and develop so that you're not always having to go the the free agent market of which is always expensive and eats up cap room because that's just how it is it's just so much easier and better to be able to draft and develop your own guys so that's why i'm excited about Stuart skinner because i got to see him play last year at the nhl level and have success was able to see him play a lot in the western hockey league and be very good there uh, he is trending in the right direction and I, I love that he hasn't been uh, rushed or forced to play, uh, you know, over his skis uh, before he has to. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do next season. One more thought here from Oilers play-by-play -play man Cam Moon, and that is on the Oil Kings bowing out of the Memorial Cup early. Uh, your heart had to have been breaking for the kids watching that uh, end the way that it did, given how much promise the team had coming into the tournament. It sounds like they weren't all that healthy getting into the tournament or, or while it was going on, but, you know, they wanted a better showing. Yeah, and it was the first game that, that really put them in a tough spot because they played very well in the second game they won the third game they didn't win but i thought they played incredibly well i thought they they outchanced they certainly outshot uh hamilton they just couldn't score but i thought the effort was quite good in that third game but the first game uh, they they weren't good enough and they're not going to be the first team that's had to fly all the way across the country and play the opening game of a play their opening game at a memorial cup and not have a good game 
I mean, that happens all the time. It happens to the, the teams from the queue coming out west. I mean, you see it happen. You see it happen when the west goes out to the queue. It's unfortunate. But when you lose that first game, it really throws the pressure on you. If you win it, you know, at the very least, you know, given the, the format before, for sure. But if you win it in regulation, you know, for sure, you're at least in a tiebreaker game. But, uh, it, yeah, I, I really thought they were going to win that third game. And uh, the effort, yeah, I thought it was there. So what we can't discount and we should never forget that they were the WHL champions, that they went 16-3 and three through the Western League playoffs. The Western League playoffs are difficult because of the travel involved. And the Edmonton Oil Kings had an amazing season. They should be very proud of that. At the end of the day, they are WHL champions that will go into the record books. They were able to lift that trophy. And they had to beat a very good Seattle team in that final, the Seattle Thunderbirds. And they're a team that are getting a lot of players back. They are going to be very good this season coming up. Uh, Make no mistake. Uh, That's, yeah, but I thought the Oil Kings, uh, yeah, they, that first game was tough, but uh, the last two games, I thought they, they showed quite well. And the, the management and the coaching staff and all the players should be very proud of what they accomplished this year. I know they, they would have liked to, you know, at least got to the semifinal in the Memorial Cup. But, hey, that's the way it goes. It's a quick tournament. Sometimes it doesn't go your way. But let's not forget that they're WHL champs. And they will honour that and raise the banner to the rafters when they open the season at home Friday, September 23rd against your former Red Deer Rebels. Cam, thanks for hopping on the show tonight. Enjoy uh, the rest of the night and, and your long weekend. Yeah, for sure. You too. And keep those uh, 90s. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Canadian alt-rock hits going all night. Absolutely. Kellen, you're on it. Thanks, Cam. Okay, later. It's Brendan Escott hosting Inside Sports tonight on Chad. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. David Usher, yeah? Yeah, yeah this is more star. It is. Push. Hey, the Riverhawks. They got some stuff going on tomorrow night. You're going to want to be a part of. 630 Chad, the official sponsor of the Edmonton Riverhawks Canada Day game. You can cheer on the team as they take on the Nanaimo Night Owls down at Remax Field. First pitch, 7.05. After the game, they're welcoming fans down onto the field to have some fun with the Brass Tastics. That was the Mardi Gras-style band you heard about there. And then fireworks at 11 p.m. Should be a blast. Tickets are on sale now at GoHawks.ca. More on that coming up. Riverhawks GM Steve Hogel at 7.30 this evening. 
More on the Edmonton Oil Kings trip to the Memorial Cup and Jake Neighbors' career as an Edmonton Oil King, what a storied career it was. He'll be a pro next year. You know that already. Consummate professional. If you don't know what I mean, stick around. It's Brendan Escott here. We'll send it off to a global news weather traffic update. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.